On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Baidu. They just reported earnings, so let's get started. So let's start off with taking a look at this company's stock price performance. So this company reported earnings after hours today, but it actually did pretty good just before reporting earnings. Before reporting earnings, this company ended the day at 7% up at about $107. After hours, after reporting earnings, this company was up another 8% and is now sitting at about $116. But if we take a look at this company's past six months, in just February 20th, which is what I normally take a look at, this company was sitting at $132. So it's still about $16 off from its all time from its highs in February 20th. And if we just take a look at the full year, this company in January 10th hit about $144. So we can see this company has taken a big hit before we go any further guys don't forget to subscribe hit the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i truly appreciate it i'm posting at least one video a day and all about different companies so feel free to check out my other videos tomorrow or today depending on where the when i release this video walmart and home depot are releasing their earnings so make sure to let me know in the comments what company you guys want me to take a look at either walmart or home depot or if neither of them make sure to just post whatever company you want me to take a look at but whatever you do make sure you let me know in the comments because then how would i know right i can't read your minds can i all right, so before we go any further, actually, let's talk about what Baidu does and who the heck they are. Um, Baidu is pretty much I, I, the easiest way to talk about Baidu is they are pretty much the Google of China. Um, that's the best place to go. But I mean, if you ever want to find out about a company, the best place to go is the company's website. So if you go to IR, um, ir.baidu.com which is this company's investors relations website it actually tells you what the um, what the company is so baidu is actually broken down into two sectors it's what's called baidu core and iqiy iqg iqe iqe one of those but again this is actually pretty similar to google how google does it there's google there's youtube so google right just how there is by there's baidu core and iqg and let's just start off with iqg and that's pretty much just YouTube, right? This is an online platform where people go and watch and watch videos. And Baidu bought them, I think, in early 2020, in the early 2011th or early 2012. But it's been some times that Baidu owns this. So again, it's very similar to YouTube. Now let's take a look at Baidu's core. So Baidu's core is pretty much all of Baidu's main applications. So they have an app, they have Baidu application, which is just where like Google app, you go and you search for stuff. They have a Baidu search, Google search engine. They have a uh, Baidu Hauken, which I'm, is, is what I've read. Seems like a TikTok version, um, even though Google is not on TikTok, but it's like a TikTok version platform. They have, they have Baidu knows, which again, is another Google search, Baidu encyclopedia, Baidu maps, Google maps. And like I said, they have a lot of products that are very similar to Google. And again, with that whole YouTube platform as well, IQG, it, like I said, it, it's the closest way to, re, to think about this company is a, a Google type based company in China. They also do have a lot of different small businesses and they are focusing in artificial intelligence, 
They have Baidu Cloud, which focuses on cloud um, AI solutions using cloud cloud networks. Again, something similar that Google does. They also have two other ones, which are Apollo. Apollo is a open source a autonomous driving platform, which I think is pretty pretty cool. And the final one they have is Dior OS, which is like a form of voice assistant. Again, type of Google Homes type platform. So we can see right this, like I mentioned, the easiest way to think of Baidu is think of it as the um, as the Google of China. So now that we know what Baidu does and we took a look at this company's stock price performance, let's actually take a look at this company's earnings results. So in today's episode, we're gonna take a look at the stock price, which we did, what is Baidu? For some reason, I probably should have done this at the beginning of the video, but who cares? Um, um, who, who Baidu is, we're gonna take a look at their earnings, some articles, their revenue growth, we're going to take a look at their earnings report and finally i'm just going to give my thoughts on my valuation again i am no professional so all of this is just my opinion and if you're actually listening to the podcast make sure to give me a great review it helps out so much and like always guys i truly appreciate all the support so enough talking from there let's take a look at this company's earnings results so baidu like i mentioned reported earnings today may 18th after hours and baidu earnings per shares for quarter one, where non-GAAP earnings per share were $1.25, which actually beat by $0.69. Cents. That's actually a pretty big beat. GAAP earnings per share were $0, so break even, and it actually missed by $0.23. Cents. Revenue for this company was $3.18 billion United States dollars, and it was actually down about 11.5% compared to the same time last year, but it beat by $90 million. So that's one thing we are going to take a look at is this company's revenue growth. But to see quarter to quarter revenue growth drop down by 11%, that's not something I'm really liking to see. And I would have expected more from the Google of China. Uh, so let's just take a look at historical revenue drop for this company. Um, in 2019 compared to 2018, this company's revenue grew about 5%. In 2018 compared to 17, it grew 20%. Revenue in 2017 compared to 16, it grew 20%. In 2016 compared to 2015, it grew 6%. So we can see this company in the past, just the past four years has seen revenue growth. That revenue growth is definitely not as strong as, as I would have expected, but I mean, it's, it's at least in the high single digits or in the, even in the high teens, right? We saw 20s for two years last year. This past year was 5%. So at least it is showing revenue growth. And I think that it's a good thing to, to, to see that right in the past since 2013, actually we can even go further. So let's take a look since 2010, since 2010, this company has maintained a revenue growth each year. And I think that's a really good thing. All right. So next let's take a look at some highlights during their earnings. Um, first, operating loss. This company lost less money this quarter compared to same time a year ago. Same time a year ago, it spent about it, it lost about 936 million juans. This year, this quarter, it it was pretty much half and lost only 437 million juans, and that's pretty much related to about 62 million dollars on a non-gap basis operating income rose by 258 percent to about 1.44 billion juans compared to 401 million juans the same time last year net income also increased by 219 percent compared to the same time last year so we can see there is some form of growth in this company unfortunately i'm still not happy with that revenue decline 
So next, this company actually did guidance for quarter two. For quarter two, it expects about 25 billion to 27.3 billion juans of revenue. And that represents a decline of revenue about negative five to 4% year to year gains. So we can see this company doesn't know if it's gonna, it's gonna make less revenue next quarter or more than same time last year. And again, it, it, to me, it's not good to see that they even they even have the possibility that they could expect negative revenue growth. And that to me throws a little red flag and it's definitely going to hurt when I do evaluation later on throughout this episode. All right. So next we're here in this company's earnings press release. And this is the information you can find in their website. So I pretty much highlighted all the information that I thought I found useful. Obviously, there could be more useful information, but these are the ones that that really, really stood out for me. First, we're just going to talk about actual corporate highlights. I think we took a look enough on how their how their numbers in revenue did. We saw that, that revenue decline. So now I just want to see what the overall company is. And remember, this company has different sectors with the AI capabilities, that Google platform stuff, and the YouTube platforms. So first, let's take a look at the AI, the AI capabilities. First, Baidu provided about tens of millions of free online doctor consultations on its healthcare platforms. So now the main reason I highlighted that it tells, it shows us how Baidu is also in the healthcare, in the healthcare system as well. So again, that is pretty bullish, especially in the kind of, of, of scenario and market we're in right now. Duer OS, which was the voice platform, also partnered with online education organizations to enable home teachings. They also have more than 100 Apollo. Remember, Apollo was the uh, the autonomous vehicle. Powered autonomous vehicles have been deployed across 17 cities in China to help provide medication, face mask, and food deliveries, as well as unmanned fever screenings and sterilization services. Baidu's AI call center solution was used for, for the government and health commission as well. So right now, what I'm pretty much just trying to show you is just how the overall market or the overall products that Baidu has and how it, it's able to, to adapt with the market. For example, they also had Baidu's smart call center was used to update the new hours of operations for businesses on Baidu maps as restaurants, shops, and supermarkets begin to open in China. In the mobile ecosystem, Baidu's app daily users reached 222 million, which is up 28% compared to the same time last year. Obviously, with people being more home, more people are going to start adding applications. So I think it was expected that daily active users would have increased um, compared to the same time last year. Finally, um, the final one I'm going to talk about right now is IQG, which is the YouTube of, of Baidu. Um, subscribers reached about 119 million, and that's also up about 23% year to year. So one thing we're seeing is this company is able to, to react with the market. It's also seeing huge growth in active users. But at the end of the day, I'm still wondering why that revenue continues to decrease, even though they're doing so well. But actually, if, um, if you keep reading, it actually tells you these answers. So remember, this company's total revenue, um, the total revenue is actually broken down by two segments. So the first segment that makes up a huge portion of this totals of this company's totals revenue is online marketing revenues. So pretty much just like Google, right? A huge portion comes from advertisements. The other revenue is just other revenues, which is all their other platforms there outside of advertisements. One of the biggest things they saw happening in this quarter was they did see a decrease in 
they did see a decrease in advertisement platforms and that actually makes sense one thing i forgot to i forgot to put in in, in my mindset was that in china the, the shutdown happened during quarter one unlike in the united states in the united states most of the shutdown happened at the almost at the last the last two weeks of quarter one so we did not see that big of an impact when quarter two comes out in the united states in the next three months we're gonna see those bigger impacts and that huge decrease in revenue so now that i think about it that it, it's understandable to see that decline in revenue and uh, right because right this in china pretty much shut down when january so this is this is this is earnings that lasted into March, which is January to March. And this was pretty much the shutdown time of China. So I think it's actually pretty impressive that revenue did not drop as I would have expected it to drop on the full, almost on the full quarter of shutdown. But again, this company is pretty much a company that's like Google that does not have brick and mortar stuff. It's pretty much the more people that watch, the more people that actually, um, it gets more users, more money, so before we go on and take a look at this company's balance sheet, which is my favorite document, I just want to take a quick look at any financial offerings or anything this company did to return some value to shareholders. So the Baidu, so Baidu did return about $185 million to shareholders in the first quarter of 2020 under a 2019 share repurchase program. And I actually think that's actually pretty impressive that this company is still buying back shares even though it was pretty much on a shutdown state this past quarter. Baidu did do a bond offering in April 2020th where they raised about $1 billion. And this $1 billion consists of $600 million due on 2025 with only a 3.075% notes. And that's actually pretty cheap. Then they have the other $400 million with 3.425%. Again, pretty cheap. And this is not due till 2030. So this company actually built up a few cap uh built up about a billion dollars in cash to help out and make sure be able to withstand anything but it seems like with such low such low interest the uh investors that were willing to go with that bond offering believes that this company is not gonna go anywhere anytime soon because right if investors felt like this company was really in was really in some form of bad state that interest rate would be a lot higher because it would be a more a, a riskier investment all right, so next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet and this is comparing the end of quarter one which was march 31st 2020 compared to quarter four of 2019 which ended in december 31st one thing to note is remember guys we just saw that this company had a one billion dollar bond offering but that did not happen until april 20th so we're not going to see that one billion dollars in cash or in, in cash here and we're not going to see that one billion dollars in total current liabilities and in current liabilities either that's not going to happen until quarter two so here we're going to take a look at total current assets and these numbers are pretty much in i'm going to resemble to them in yuans and not in united states so just this is just for just for future looks all these numbers most of these numbers i am reflecting in yuans um opposed to to u.s currency but that's just pretty much how they have it compared they usually compare with the same currency because just with the change of united states dollar it's very hard to end up changing all the other values to represent the united states dollar so it's better to just compare apples to apples 
So let's start off with total current assets. So total current assets at the end of this quarter were about 165 billion um, billion juons compared to same time, same actually pretty much flatline compared to just a quarter ago. So there were no major changes. But if you guys were to look at the balance sheet, you would be like Jose, there actually is a major change. Cash and cash equivalents actually dropped by about $11 billion. But um, and I'll be like, yes, but that $11 billion was pretty much just moved into short term investments. So it, to me, that just tells me this company did not does not need the cash at hands right now. And they rather make a little bit more interest. So it moved it into a short term investments. Short term investments are usually investments that have low risk, but have a little bit higher interest rate than just holding on to cash. Next, let's just take a look at this company's total assets right now. Just like current total current assets, this company's assets are pretty much flatlined. In December 31st, this company had about 301 billion juans of total assets. Right now it has 299 billion. So a decrease of about 2 billion. Um, not even, uh, what is that? That's probably like 1%, a 1% drop. So not a big change there. And there's nothing in the non-current assets that really throw a red flag that made any bigger changes. So we can actually just keep going down. Next, let's take a look at this company's liabilities. So total, let's just start off with total current liabilities. Again, very similar. It is pretty flat compared to the same time to just three months ago. And the reason I am doing this, it's sometimes even in three months, so much can change. So if something changes dramatically, it should give like a red flag and one should really go dig into it deeper. But if things look the same in my mind, if it looked similar to last quarter and last quarter, it was able to pay off everything just fine. This quarter, she'll be able to do the same. So total current liabilities is sitting at about 57 billion juans last quarter and right now about 66 billion so it did drop down by 1 billion not a big change not a big difference but again still a, a small drop is a drop next let's just take a look at this company's total non-current liabilities and total non-current liabilities this company has about 72 billion right now compared to 71 billion just three months ago a small increase there but again nothing really nothing here is really throwing a red flag let's just take a look at long-term debt that this company has and it has about eight billion dollars in long-term debt and then notes payable it has about 38 billion and convertible senior notes it has about 13. so if we add all that up that's 38 plus that that'll be about 20. it has close to close to 60 billion dollars right now in long-term debt notes payable and convertible senior notes and this company like we saw has enough cash and cash equivalents plus short-term investments to actually pay that off another great thing look this company's total liabilities right now is about 128 billion if you add this company's short-term investments actually this company's short-term investments can pretty much cover this company's total liabilities so this company has a very very strong balance sheet even though Google still has Google, this is pretty strong. Google, to my mind, will always have the strongest balance sheet. I did an episode about them a few weeks ago, but this is actually pretty impressive for them to have that kind of balance sheet, right? This company, like we saw, has enough total cash or cash equivalents to pretty much pay off all its debt and be perfectly fine. So finally, I wanted to take a look at this company's valuation and see what I felt this company was valued. First, for a company like this, I, um, it depends on the company. If it's a growth stock, I like to take a look at the forward price to sales ratio. 
if it's a stock that's been here that's been that's in a pretty much a flat line and not much growth i'd like to take a look at it at the forward pe ratio if it's a company that is a little bit of both i like to look at a little bit of both this is a company that is i think in a very great sector right um a google i am very bullish in google right google is in the right mindset they have esports they have google online they have clouding they have youtube all great things that i feel will continue to grow later on baidu is pretty much a small google so uh, a google of china so if google's plat we took a look at their applications we took a look at what they're doing so we see that they do have similar things so i i kind of would value them similarly in when i'm grading them obviously because it is a chinese stock i do feel there's a little bit more risk so it would i would prefer to pay a cheaper price than i would for google again not every investor is like this some investors don't really care where the company is from but right now just with everything going on in china and all the fraudulence happening happening at the moment i think today they were there was a mention of g another one gsx so this kind of gives a, a sour taste to investors and actually drops down the price because they're willing to pay a little bit less than they would for american companies so i normally take a look at forward pe ratios just for comparison my forward pe ratio that i'm willing to pay for google is around 20 to 25 and this is based on earnings two years from now december 2021 this company is expected to make eight dollars and 69 cents this actually gives this company a forward pe ratio let's take a look at the new price now let's just take a look at 120 because let's um, it might gap up tomorrow so 120 divided by eight dollars and 69 cents actually gives you a forward pe ratio of 13.8 i think that's actually still pretty cheap and to me i'm really liking that even with the current jump so the next thing i want to take a look at is revenue growth december 2020 this company is expected to make 15.6 billion dollars december 2021 this company is expected to make 18.23 billion dollars um we do see strong growth there but i do feel like analysts are are cutting down estimations for 2020 so i'm actually going to compare the most recent 2019 to 20 to what is expected for 2021 so in 2019 let's pull up here key data in 2019 this company's revenue hold on if we can get it this company's revenue was about total revenues 15.4 so 15.4 billion dollars so even in december 2020 this company is expected to grow a bit it's going to be about one percent revenue growth but then december 2021 this company is going to grow by over 10 percent i want to say it's, it's actually even close to 20 percent revenue growth so i am liking baidu a lot so i i do think i i actually do have a very small very 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 small position in baidu but after looking at this i am going to increase my positions by probably even double the size and these are my thoughts first this company is similar to google in china so one it, i am very bullish they have clouding networks they have autonomous networks they have healthcare networks they have google search they even have their own youtube all things that i'm pretty bullish on second thing this company has a very great balance sheet with that balance sheet it can pretty much pay off all its debt and continue continue to have cash at hands third thing this company is seeing revenue growth and it's seeing it's seeing that growth in, in very high digits even if we take off 2020 for 2019 compared to 2021 it's expecting to see over a 20 percent 
growth in revenue, which again, I think is pretty good. And finally, the valuation that this company has. For me, I would have pref I would have I, I would have even liked paying anything around 15, but right now it has a 13.8 forward PE ratio. That to me gives me that I, I personally think it's a little bit undervalued. So by do, I'm coming for you, homie. I'm gonna buy a few more shares of you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure to post on the comments what company you want me to take a look at next. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.